Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Radio Show. I'm Bill Atride, and here we have our 11th show of the season in 2019, and we're continuing our look at the 2020 presidential race, looking at the Democratic contenders. Um, and I do intend to continue doing this and looking at some other candidates, certainly, and looking at the USA chart as well, uh, and and also President Trump's chart also in the next many weeks. Um, I will be away for a couple of weeks after this weekend, uh, but I'll come back to you hopefully in, in August, again, certainly during September, uh, to continue with this series and, and talk about other topics as well as things uh, come up. Um, and of course, today's show I was going to look at, as we looked at last time, at Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren, I thought I'd look at the two top present day uh, Democratic male contenders for the nomination, and that would be Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And, and just like in the previous uh, time I did this with Kamala and Elizabeth, um, I'm going to look at their charts and see what kind of personality it reveals in, in regard to their nature, uh, significant indications about their chart and their temperament and things of that nature. And then, of course, look at what the ongoing progressions and transits on their charts say, what kind of year they're having this year, and what might be expected next year in terms of major uh, influences in their chart. Um, but we'll keep doing that as the field narrows and we see who remains and, and then look ahead to during the 2020 campaign, keeping on top of this as well. Uh, again, if you uh, later on, I'll open up the, the switchboard here and take your questions. And if you want to talk about anything today about these two candidates or any other candidates, certainly you can uh, present that to me. If you want to talk about your own chart, I would just ask that you give me always give me your first name, of course, um, and then give me um, your birth date and place. And if you have your time, great, give me that as well. And then I can look at your chart and answer your question. Um, and again, if you want to suggest questions or topics, you can certainly contact me in advance. Some of you have done that and send a lot on question and your birth information. That's always helpful. And, and again, with your phone number, then I know who's calling in and I can hopefully reach you uh, week to week uh, because the, the switchboard fills up sometimes and I just go in order of who came in first, second and third. Um, and again, I, I want to make sure I cover as many people as possible. Um, and again, if you want to get a reading with me, also what I do for, as my business, uh, you can certainly contact me again, both for the show or for getting readings. And in my email address is the easiest way to reach me. I sort of live on email. Um, and it's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E. So it's my name, Bill Atride at gmail.com and I'll get back to you very quickly. All right. Um, so with that in mind and with all that that I've said so far, let's take a look at um, these two charts that we're considering today. And I'm going to start off by looking at Joe Biden's chart. And again, as I, I like to say, the first thing I do when I look at a chart, I just pop it up on the screen. I take a look at it and we try to consider what strikes us first. And, and always the consideration is I, I like to, though I'm aware of where the planets are and the signs and all that and, and where they're placed, we'd like to look at the overall pattern to see what that might indicate because it can be quite revealing. And, and Joe Biden's chart falls in the pattern known as a locomotive pattern, which means planets are spread through two thirds of space, but one third remains open and empty. And that contains a quality to that person whereby they're 
propelling themselves forward and upwards and outwards throughout their life as long as they've got a vision and goal that they're reaching up towards. And as long as that's there, that mission, that purposefulness, um, it tends to be a rather uh, good and, and a powerful and expanding kind of life. But if they lose their way or something knocks them off that path for whatever reason, they can spiral down into a rut and it can take a lot to get them out of that. They need a mission. They need a goal to get out of that. Um, and so it's, again, a very purpose-driven life. And often revealing in the pattern is the rising, uh, the, the leading edge of the pattern. And in this case, it's also the rising body in Joe Biden's chart. Um, and that is the moon, um, way over there in the fifth house. But it's the first planet or body that would rise. So he's led through life by this emotional nature, which interestingly enough is in this sign opposite to his son. He is a Scorpio uh, and the moon in Taurus. Um, and so right there at the core of his nature, um, he's dealing with these great lessons in life about the impermanence of, of the physical world. Scorpio deals with birth and rebirth and death. And so it deals with the transformations of one thing into another and really the tenuousness of our mortal world. And, and yet the moon in Taurus reminds us all and reminds Joe that there are some things that are lasting, some things that never change. There are eternal values in this world principles, truths, and beliefs that have stood the test of time, but their manifestation, just as our manifestation in any one mortal life, is ephemeral or temporary, and we have to get our heads and hearts around that. It is sort of said about Scorpio, it's where we encounter the truth. We're all going to die. And it's also the fountain source, then, of all religion and wisdom and philosophy and science. We're trying to figure this stuff out and come to grapple with our sense of our immortality and our experience of living in mortal realms. Um, Joe is not a, a surface kind of feature kind of guy. He's very deep because not only is he a Scorpio, but his son is in the 12th house. And anybody with their son in the 12th house is going to do a lot of work behind the scenes, uh, a lot of contemplative work and meditative work and introspective work. Um, and so there's a, a depth to the nature in terms of that search for meaning and truth and often getting involved in very large organizations and institutional work is often favored for people with the sun in the 12th house. Um, Scorpio is one of the fixed signs and all the fixed signs, whether Taurus or Scorpio, and of course he's got both, or Leo and he's got that, or Aquarius, they're purposeful, steadfast, and determined. And in fact, Joe has more than anything else in his chart, a lot of water, all that Scorpio and his Jupiter in Cancer, and all that fixity. So he's a very purposeful, determined person, and a person who is quite has quite a range of feeling and depth of emotion. Uh, he's, a, he's a sensitive guy and an emotional guy, and he's going to express those feelings as he's known to do. Um, and it's genuine. It's not something that he's kicking up or making up or, or faking it. Um, there is a depth to this person without question, but also tragedy in the life, which certainly his life has exemplified. Um, so the major pattern actually for him uh, in this chart, um, I would argue would be that his, his son uh, and his, his son is opposite the planet Uranus and conjunct the planet Venus. And, and when you're born with a, a son Uranus aspect, as does our present 
president have, uh, Donald Trump, um, it leads to an unusual quality, someone who breaks the mold. But of course, with Trump, it's Uranus on the sun, so he's an iconoclast, whereas Joe would be dealing more with how do I strike a balance between the need to be true to myself and the need to bring about change and transformation? How do you do those things or balance those things? Um, and it means he's experienced more shocks coming to him in his life as opposed to the person being the initiator of the shock, you might argue. Um, then his sun is, is right next to the planet Venus. And, and a Venus-Sun conjunction provides for a person a very close contact and, and fusion of their themselves and their value system, uh, their values and their beliefs, you might say. And, and here, uh, I would argue that, that, that he would expect to have in life very strong and powerful connections to people. Um, and at first, of course, with his partner and then to children and, and other ones in his life, all those circles of love and affection. Um, this is a very uh, a person of deep affection and deep love and, and great sacrifices made for and to love in this life with Venus in that 12th house. He's also got a very powerful mind. Mercury also is in Scorpio, um, and it links up in such a ways in his chart that it makes for a rather, I would say, uh, in, a, a very expansive intellect with Jupiter trining that Mercury, but also someone who is looking for answers, doing a lot of introspection. He didn't get the answers he needed in the world when growing up, so he had to go in for answers. And in so doing, he does a lot of thinking about thinking, you might say. Um, then that, that, that the, the sort of um, highest point of his chart, and like we look at the planets that are rising, which is the moon, and so he's a sensitive, very affected by his surroundings, by people and places, and the weather, he's like a barometer. But the planet culminating in a chart, that's the Neptune for him, indicates sort of like your destiny, your path, your, your highest calling. And Neptune in the, at the midheaven, uh, he means he, is, he feels his life is a mission. Uh, he's on a purpose, again, that purpose-driven life, but it requires some great um, vision or dream or inspiration that he's reaching up towards in this lifetime. Um, the most significant planet really in his chart, the significant body, is that moon since it is the rising body. Um, and so it's very strongly configured here. Um, but it tends to cause him some difficulty because that moon is squaring Jupiter. Uh, and Jupiter shows expansiveness and generosity and, 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 and all that. But when a planet touches that in a challenging way, it can lead to overdoing. And so he might find himself... Um, being too generous at times or giving too much or being too effusive um, in terms of how he expresses his feelings. Um, and so that's, that's something that he would be a genuine person personally, but might seem a little more emotional uh, in a public way than, than people are maybe used to perhaps. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, you've got your sun sign, you've got your moon sign, but then you've got your rising sign. And those Scorpios are people who come into possession of secrets and they look through things, they look through people, they leave no stone unturned. They're going to dig down and discover the truth. But often they then hold that very close. Um, but he's got Sagittarius rising, so Joe will tell it like it is. 
He's going to be a straight shooter and be very expansive. But it, there's a joke among astrologers that we say that people with Sagittarius rising oftentimes only open their mouth to change their foot because they're sometimes stepping on themselves in terms of saying too much or being too frank. And yet more than not, they're forgiven these faux pas because people know it's not it's genuine. It's not ill will. Um, and they are just being frank, uh, quite frank, you know, which is kind of nice and open and honest about things. That's that's not something to be diminished, uh, but still it can cause them trouble. Um, then we come to the, the, the body that is showing where our tests lie in life. And for Joe, his Saturn is in the sign of Gemini. Uh, and it's in his seventh house. So his test in life is the test of intelligence that I need to that I need to be reminded throughout my life that I, I have a fear that I won't know something, but I need to let that go and realize no one knows everything. And the key is having an adaptable mind that is capable of resetting itself and considering things beyond its, its boundaries and not getting stuck in a fearful way of not having an answer so I can show my adeptness and intelligence and become a really good communicator in in the end but sat in the seventh house says test is also the test of relationship and that i may have initial fear of being overwhelmed or underwhelmed by my partners and i'm working on this realm of relationship trying to make it right whereby we realize it's the relationship to self having a good re relationship to self understanding what i'm what i can offer others and what i do need to receive from them by making that ever clear his role in the world would be to try to strive to make relationships work and though I can see many sides to an issue and see other people having different issues to my own, for perhaps we can forge some kind of agreement or synthesis or compromise is something he would always be working to accomplish. And of course, being in the Democratic uh, caucus, being in the Senate for many years, forging agreements, reaching across the aisle, that was his job. And, and of course, that's something that he would certainly um, be very adept at doing no matter what time in his life. Um, and then, of course, we look at Mars, which is the planet of action and desire and thrust in life. Um, and, and again, uh, for Joe, it's the same sign as his moon, I mean, his Mercury and his sun and his Venus. It's Mars in Scorpio. And Mars is how you fight. And he's, he's a passionate fighter. Um, and he fights for what? For happiness, for culture and community for for social ideals because his mars is in the 11th house of social consciousness and 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 trying to either improve the world or preserve the world in some way um jupiter of course is the planet that rules our truth and it shows us the path of truth in our life and what guides us and it's even more important in a chart like joe's because it also happens to be then the planet that rules his rising sign and Joe has his Jupiter in the sign of Cancer, and it's in the eighth house. So Jupiter in Cancer says, my path to truth, I'm searching for truth through, through the depths of my feelings, which have been infused with these warm feel memories and, and experiences and remembrances that takes me back to the roots of my life and the life of one and all, of our cultures, of our ethnicities, and where we all come from. And so it's a truth that is sort of uh, stimulated to sort of embrace the whole world as one family. But really the path of truth for him is found through feelings and caring and nurturing. 
but it's also in that eighth house of union and separation and, and realizing that he's found his truth as all of us do and facing the ultimates of life when when something is ended, when someone is taken from us, or when something is born in the miracle of birth, these, bir these miracles of doors opening and closing is where he finds his truth being activated and actualized in this lifetime. But he would have a strong sense of responsibility for other people's values and resources. Jupiter in the eighth house manages other people's assets in some way. Um, Venus is your value, and his Venus is right next to his sun, also in that 12th house. Um, and so is he, he is a Scorpio. He likes being a Scorpio. Uh, and he is going to be someone who wants to forge these deeper connections to any other in his life. Um, and with that Venus trining Jupiter, um, he will be a fortunate person. He has sun trines Jupiter, his Venus trines Jupiter. And that means in some way, Joe's life is blessed because of this expansive, generous attitude. People would say, why is he so lucky? And I'd say, because he's so generous. Uh, and what you get, what you give is what you get. Um, and so Joe comes in with that understanding and expresses that in terms of his conduct in the world. Um, and, and again, you know, um, I would say that in terms of this path in this lifetime, um, he is someone who has gone through a difficult path uh, because of the shocks and upsets that have faced him. His life is going to be marked by sudden changes at times, uh, which changes him and his path somewhat. But it's part of the path that he goes through these shocks in his lifetime. Um, Okay, so 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 what's happening in his chart at this point? Uh, what is happening in his chart is that this year in 2019, um, the planet Pluto is lining up with his Mercury in a favorable way, helping to shape his mind and open it to certain significant changes. But he's going through a confusing time emotionally and trying to connect to his feelings and then to others is something he's having some more difficulty with this year. It's also a year where he's, where he's having some difficulty in showing or folding in his unusual nature and how he expresses himself and connects to others. So I would say there are several things that are sort of sort of in his way this year, as it were, causing him some more difficulty or grief, but certainly Saturn is trining from the second house of resources, is trining his midheaven there in Virgo. And so certainly um, he's making progress this year and Jupiter in that first house um, uh, for much of this year uh, is giving him a lot of potential for growth and expansion and, and good luck during the year. Um, Moreover, this was the year that he had a progressed new moon. His moon came, caught up to his sun in the sun of Aquarius. And so he's in a period beginning here in May 2019 where new potentialities are emerging, but they're still so close, we can't see the full import of them as quite yet. Next year, 2020, um, again, more struggle with Pluto making the sesquiquadrate to his Saturn, struggling to achieve his position and achieve what he's working towards. Um, some, some challenges coming in in terms of those foundations, in terms of the roots of his life. Um, and Saturn squaring his moon, he's going to feel a lot of pressure emotionally to balance out the outer life and the inner life, the home life and the career life, uh, and trying to hold it together. Um, but luckily, Jupiter now moving into the second will try that midheaven, uh, and that will also be very supportive to attempts to exp expand one's life and move on to a new and higher position, perhaps. Um, 
And his moon, his progressed moon, moves in the sign of Pisces at the very end of April uh, 2020, um, which could be quite significant in terms of a change of energy form for him at that time. Okay, um, let's move on to, to Bernie Sanders uh, and see what he has to say about what we have to say about his chart. Um, and I guess um, the the most important thing I would say about, again, anybody's chart is the shape of it. And clearly with, with Bernie, it's no question what the shape is. He's born with the, the moon and Venus opposite one another and the Mars next to the moon and, and everything's on one side of the chart. So it's called a bowl pattern. And people with a bowl pattern, half the planet, all the, half the chart filled with planets, the other half empty, definitely feel themselves to be on a mission. They're mission-driven people. And once they find their mission, they're on a mission. And again, it's quite striking that here, the leading edge of the pattern, just like in Joe's chart, is the moon, is that feeling emotional nature. They both have it in the fifth house, the house of creativity and leadership and self-expression. So they both find great uh, a great expression of feeling coming through being in roles of leadership and of risk-taking. But they their take on that is so different, whereas Joe has got this moon in Taurus, very steady, very purposeful, very grounded. Bernie has his moon in the first sign, Aries. He is enthusiastic. He is energetic. He's like the Energizer Bunny. And he's leaping at things and rushing into things. And he's very idealistic. Whereas Joe is fixed and purposeful and steadfast and will hold to certain principles. And if there's a problem, let's bear up with it and make some changes. Bernie, with all that cardinal energy, says, if I see a problem, I want to attack it. I got to do something about it yesterday. And so he's really on it in terms of his enthusiasm, but he's also very, very impatient. Um, and so his lesson is to sort of slow it down and be more patient, as it might be for Biden to sort of like gear up and attack things more quickly, as opposed to holding on and, and maintaining something over much. So they're just very different temperaments in that regard. Um, again, um, the, 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 the most important uh, culminating planet for Bernie, in fact, turns out to be the sun. He is a Virgo and his sun's at the midheaven. He's born at like 1230 in the afternoon, 1227. That puts the sun at the top of the chart. And when the sun, the star of our solar system is at the top, we, you are a star. You're going to shine. You're going to rise up into positions in the world and be noted as being somebody. Usually you get a good start in life, but you pull yourself up, you rise up in the world, and other people look to you in terms of leadership or authority. Um, but of course, there's this tension in his life between that sun being in Virgo and that moon being in, in fire in Aries that he struggles between his his desire for healing and reform and making things better, the Virgo, and his very strident idealism and enthusiasm and impatience uh, to bring about whatever he's trying to bring about. And he tries, to, there's a need to try to reconcile that. And yet the Virgo-Aries combination is a really intelligent one. And so there's no question that he's got the smarts, he's got the ability, um, uh, and has flashes of great insight and understanding. And again, that ruler for, for Virgo, of course, is that planet Mercury, also at the top of his chart. Um, but it's making some very interesting connections here, that, that Mercury is right next to the planet Neptune. So that's a very dreamy and idealistic and impressionable kind of mind. 
but more his Mercury lines up with Uranus, the planet of innovation and, 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 and great ingenuity. So it can, it can really be someone who thinks outside the box. Everybody's thinking this way. I'm going to think about it that way and provide a solution nobody saw. Nobody even thought of that or didn't think of it could be done. So he is someone who is definitely a contrarian without question uh, and often may enjoy shaking people up and shocking them uh, throughout his life because he realizes that's part of his role is to is to shake up the order and bring in some new reset the conversation, if you will. Um, then then looking at that um, in, in his chart, the, the difficulty comes here with his emotional life is that the moon is right next to the very planet that rules Aries, the planet Mars. And that makes for a very volatile emotional nature, often indicates a lot of volatility growing up in his own home as a child uh, that he had to contend with. Uh, and then in terms of his own present demeanor and energy, um, Bernie is a guy who can't sit still. And whenever he's feeling caught up or and stressful times or difficult times emotionally, I would tell him, Bernie, go for a run or go for a walk and clear the air and get it out of your body. Otherwise, if you're sitting still too long, he will become, you know, unstable or, or very upset or easily angered. And so the way for him is to, to listen to that, to listen to his body and release the pent up energy so he doesn't make him act out in ways that would be seen as being too strident or too angry, if you will. Um, that is something he has to watch. Um, then, then the 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 ascendant for for Bernie, whereas Joe has is a Scorpio, but he's got Sag rising, so he comes across as this expansive, smiling, slap on the back kind of guy, uh, and it's real. Bernie has Scorpio rising. He just looks right at you and right through you and is reading you, um, but also very intense. He sees life as a battle. Um, and so he's willing to fight the fight um, and be a, be a warrior spirit. Um, whereas Joe is a warrior, but he covers it up with a sort of a, a smile and a joke. So they just take different approaches towards the same end, perhaps. Um, but certainly, uh, Bernie comes along more as this person who is very, very driven and very, very on point to do something. But by, by that very act, he may stir up more opposition because he's coming across so strong. Um, his Saturn test in life um, comes from his Saturn being in the sign of Taurus, but it's also in the seventh house, again, just like Joe Biden. So Saturn in Taurus says Bernie's test in life is the test of value. What is my value is the question. Where does my value come from? And then how do I then translate that into how I relate to the world around me in terms of the physical world and other social other beings, how we understand each other's value? Uh, and so he's working on questions of value in this lifetime, trying to become more um, work on stabilizing values and upholding the meaningful values as a office or role in life. So whereas Joe's thing is about adaptability and ingenuity in terms of his authority, uh, Bernie's comes down to there are values that have stood the test of time and we must maintain them. 
as it were. And then both of them, though, have that test of relationship, that I have to have a better relationship to myself to better relate to other people and try to structure relationships in such a manner that they're mutually beneficial for one and all. This is something that both of them are dedicated to. Uh, but again, Bernie might be a little more disruptive there because right next to his Saturn, uh, is, to his Saturn, is the planet Uranus. So he's someone who is definitely going to be um, taking up the old order, uh, breaking out of the old uh, systems and structures and institutions and trying to shake it up, not keep it as it was. Um, but he also has his Jupiter, the planet of truth, also in this house of relationship, but it's in the sign of Gemini. He's born a little, a little earlier, a year earlier than, than Joe. And so Jupiter's in Gemini. So when Jupiter's in Gemini, it fosters a path of development that is formed for that individual in an insatiable curiosity and needing a constant sort of stimulation of information. Uh, often there's multiple inputs and many things are trying to be organized and given meaning as they try to pull it all together, all these different inputs. Uh, and therefore that, uh, that this person is constantly searching, constantly looking, and they're constantly trying to figure things out. There's an, sort of an insatiable curiosity. And so I would say the path of truth for Bernie is through his insatiable curiosity. Um, and Jupiter in that seventh house means he finds that path to truth in his relationships with many different types of people and trying to weave it all together. Um, his Mars, his planet of action, as I said earlier, is next to his moon in the sign of Aries. And a Mars in Aries person is definitely a fighter, but it's retrograde. So Bernie first had to do that internal fighting, fighting within himself in terms of his purposefulness and need to take up whatever cause he's taking up. And once he could do that, he could flow it out into the world and, and take on very strong positions uh, in this world. Um, his Venus, the planet of value, is in the opposite sign. It's in Libra. So even though he's a Virgo, he really wants to be a Libra. He wants to forge understanding. He wants to forge agreements. And his Venus, just like Joe Biden's, trines his Jupiter. They're both generous people. They both have good fortune. Uh, however, for Joe, it's Jupiter trining his Venus and his sun. So whereas for Bernie, it's Jupiter squares his sun. So there is this sense with Bernie, there may be a struggle between his, his desire to look at controversial things, un, unusual things, Jupiter and Gemini, and trying to match that with his practical need for creating a better order and systems that work and function well, that's Sun and Virgo. And so he finds a, a more of a challenge trying to weave those things together for himself. Um, but that Venus in Libra means that there's a love of value, a love of beauty, uh, a love of harmony in the world. And he tries to bring that about in terms of very strong social values, community values, because the Venus is in that 11th house of community. Um, I already talked about his mind and how unusual it is, so we don't need to go into that again, but it's in the 10th house. The most filled houses for, for Bernie are the 10th house of career and that seventh house of my relationship in general and my relationship to the world. Whereas for Joe Biden, the most filled house for him is that 12th house, which is a more mystical house and a journey that's more a deeper journey for the soul in terms of what they're attempting to fathom within themselves and in the world. And it shows a very deep, deep nature. Um, 
so so in terms of what's happening now for 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 Bernie Sanders, this year in terms of um, his transits and progressions, Pluto squaring his Venus. So this is the year of a struggle over his values and trying to understand how to push them without pushing too hard. And meanwhile, Uranus is going over his Pluto, definitely shaking up his deep emotional life and unconscious life as well. So there's a lot being stirred up here for him. Very fortuitous for him this year. Saturn is trining his sun. So he really feels he's on point and what he wishes to be and become and what he's actually accomplishing seems to be lining up in a meaningful way for him. Jupiter is in his first house. Again, he has Scorpio rising. Joe Biden has early Sag rising. They both have Jupiter in the first house. That's always a positive time for growth and expansion, for better fortune and good luck. But it goes into his second house in November um, and then, then continues there. And during um, 2020, Jupiter will line up with his Venus in a more challenging way but a very positive way with his Dharma Karma line, indicating some greater progress being made on the path for him that year. Um, for his progressions, this year his moon is squaring his sun. And that means there's, a, again, an internal struggle going on for him, at least in the first part of in this first part of the year. But it, by, by July, his moon progressed into Pisces and will remain there now for two and a half years. So this is a time where he's dealing with his faith and facing down his fears, are trying to show compassion and empathy, understanding, but also having to watch and avoid victimhood or being a martyr. Uh, again, we know with Joe right now, his moon is in Aquarius and his moon goes into Pisces at the end of April. So again, it's kind of interesting. They both had their moon in Aquarius. One's gone into Pisces already. One goes next year. Interesting parallels in terms of some of the energy forms both these two individuals are working with. A little different, but there's a there's a rhyming going on here from what I can see. Um, and then, of course, for um, uh, looking at, uh, at Bernie's chart for 2020, uh, Pluto will square his Mars. And that is an intense time for trying to accomplish something, really pushing something really hard uh, because one needs to and one's in a very great battle. Um, but again, a battle that one may lose if one uses, uses the energy wrongly, but a battle that one, if has the right allies and, and resources, can triumph. Meanwhile, Neptune is squaring his Jupiter, and so it's a time where he has to be careful once again about judgment, about what's my truth and how am I trying to lead my and guide my conduct by that truth? Am I seeing things clearly or am I misreading things? Very positive for him. Uranus will be trining his midheaven in 2020 and Saturn will be trining his Saturn. All these things are lining up because of all that Earth in the chart, the Uranus in Taurus lining up with his midheaven in Virgo, Saturn in Capricorn lining up with his Saturn in Taurus. Um, there's a lot of very positive supportive energy for Bernie here in, the, in, in 2020 that will certainly propel him or keep him in the game probably until we have decided who is the final uh, stand to bearer for the Democratic Party. Okay, um, there's a lot more to talk about here, but I've already taken up more than half my time today talking about just these two charts. And uh, we will look at other charts, as I said, in the future, uh, other people, uh, as well as looking at the USA chart. We should look at our own country's chart to see what it indicates for our future and what is most importantly happening in our country right now. And again, again, I'll look at Donald Trump's chart and see what the indications are for him. 
But having said all that, let's let's turn now. Uh, let me put all this away and bring up my uh, studio uh, uh, monitor here for the Blog Talk Radio and see who's here and holding on, and I'll answer your calls. And so I'm going to go somewhat in order here. So let me take up one of the people who's been here the longest, and I'll take you up first, caller. Okay? So you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hey, Bill. It's Jay calling from Canada. I haven't talked to you for a while. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. Okay, great. Doing a lot better than before, but I'm doing pretty good. So uh, Okay. Um, and do I give you my oh my um oh, no, I've time got you. and place and, and things like no, that? No, I've got March 24, oh. 64, right? I yeah. got you right there. <laughs> That's the good thing. Thank you. I, got, I try to keep my records clear if I can. So so what can I do for you today, Jay? Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I'm just thinking of pl- I'm planning on taking another course uh, like this year. Uh, probably starting in September. It'll take me probably a year to, to uh, get it done. So just wondered... Um, about my about the making the right decision doing that. Well, again, um, you have um, in the inner measure of time, which is that progress moon, uh, and again, you you have your moon by birth, as you know, in the ninth house, which is the house of elevated consciousness and higher education and and things that that favor, in a way, always being a student your whole life. Okay, so that goes without saying. Um, but your moon is back mm-hmm. there in that part of your chart here. It's been there for more than a couple of years, and it's got another year to go. So I would say at least through to this period or the fall of 2020, this is the most one of the better times in your life to be expanding your frames of reference, to be adding to your skill sets. Moreover, Jupiter, like like for Joe Biden, you've got Sag rising. Jupiter's in your first house, which is always a good time to begin a new process of expansion and to expand oneself in the world in some way. And Saturn's in your second house, the house of values, resources, talent and ability, money and income. And it's a time when I do need to flex my muscles and develop my skills further in some fashion through application or through training. So both the, the progressed moon, the, the Jupiter, Jupiter transiting, Saturn transiting, all say this is certainly a very good time for you to be con- considering this or continuing to do that. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Now, what yeah, what is okay. it? Uh, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. So, 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 what, so when does that start? When does this next uh, phase start for you? Um, Plan in September. Okay. I'm going through probably till next year sometime. So it's a big course I'm planning taking. So okay, well, yeah. well, well, the moon the moon stays in your ninth house there, which is the primary indicator here, um, until the end of August, beginning of September. And what happens at that moment is then it goes into your tenth house of career, your public life, your titles and roles in the world. Usually, that's a time where okay, now I've come to this juncture in my life where I've got to choose which way to go, either stay on this path or now that I see this opportunity, take this move to a better path or a new job or whatever happens then. So timing-wise, if the course is done by the summer or late summer, early fall, then that moon in the 10th house promises it to be a time to sort of set one, sets one you know, keep your sights set on the prize, but now take the next step towards it. Okay. okay. Good. 
Alrighty. Okay. Yeah, that's all the questions I have. Okay. But, uh, well, thank you, Bill, for your insight, and I look forward to the other things regarding the, you know, the different countries and things like that. Oh, oh, are you going to be doing a like a chart maybe between what's going on with uh, China or something like that? Well, it's very I, interesting what's going on with well, China. Well, I know it's very the, the difficulty with China. Though I have a Chinese the Chinese leader's chart, you don't have a time for him. We keep looking for these things always, and if they pop up, we're so grateful. Yeah. And the same thing in the the China chart itself. But I have been I have looked at China chart in other episodes years ago. I do want to do a thing on the USA and international relations, both here. Look at look at Brexit. I mean, there's so many topics. <laughs> I could do a show. Oh, yeah. I could do a show every day, uh, and I should. Remember, we do more shows so maybe i'll do some more monday in astrology as it were with um looking at other countries and our and the u.s relationship with them too but just i'm on their own merits what kind of things are those countries going through but it is it is very much a very important issue of course for us and the world uh what's happening there in china okay mm. okay okay well thank you okay thank you bill as usual Take okay care. okay bye-bye Okay, uh, let's take up the next caller. Let me get a drink of water. And I'm talking to, who is this? This is Bill. Hello. Are you there? Hello? Yes. Is this? Hello? Uh, yeah, hello. It's Bill. You're on. <laughs> can, I, can I help you? This, can you hear me? This is Annie. I hear you fine, yes. Great. Thank you for connecting, and I appreciate your help with the candidates very much. Oh, sure. Well, I'm trying to get through them, but it's 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 daunting because there's so much to talk about, and I try to filter it, but it's it's not always easy. But I will come to a later point in the, the cycle when we're narrowing it down, getting much more specific about, you know, as we have only a few candidates to consider, cer certain detailed things that might clear the picture up for us. But Hopefully, it's helping people yes. in in that in the astrological yes, point great. of view. Yeah, yeah. Um, I sent you my birth uh, a little earlier today or yesterday. Sure. Um, yeah, I've got it. Yeah. Do you I, have that? Yes. Okay. And, and you had so a question my question was about my health. Uh -huh. It seems to be the one area that, um, like, my greatest teacher, my worst enemy type thing. Um, yeah. And also, I'm I'm a healer for a profession, but I've I'm going to shift from doing individual teachings and healings to group healings, and I didn't know if there was a, a, a more perfect time in my chart where that might unfold this fall or winter. Sure. So whatever you're drawn to yeah. um, in my chart that might be helpful would be great. Okay, sure. So just, just to sum up your chart, as you know, you're Aries, Cancer, Moon, Virgo, Rising, but right away I have to take a look and say you've got Saturn, the teacher and tester of the chart, in your sixth house, the house of health and healing. Uh, and that coupled with the fact that you've got the sign of health and healing, Virgo rising, always indicates here's a life where that, that issue of healing and what that means in one's life and going through a healing process or a series of steps in terms of healing is this soul's journey. But in so doing, it's what also gives you the wherewithal, gives you the techniques, gives you the sensibility and the wisdom to help and work with people. So many people who have healing tests end up being healers, of course. <laughs> so so it's something that your chart said would happen and would be needed to be addressed by you, whether you went into that path of healing or not for yourself. Certainly with your son in the, ele in the seventh house of relationships and partnerships, working with people 
is something that you would always be drawn to in being a counselor, advisor, a healer for them. Many therapists have the son of the seventh house. Carl Jung has his son there. I have my son there. We work with people. That's what we do and have the son of the seventh house. It's not to say that you then can't then take that to a broader level and deal with groups of people uh, in, an, in a more sort of a group set situation. Um, and certainly being a teacher, uh, passing on one's knowledge and, and understanding later in life comes more natural after we've had the experience of what we've come to be masterful in, and we continue to grow there, of course. Um, it becomes natural that we need to sort of make sure that, that we are able to share that in a meaningful way with other people, not just one-on-one, -on -one, and certainly that makes sense. Now, let's just see what's happening in your chart right now in terms of this this feeling or desire to maybe make that transition happen now. And sure enough, just like I was talking to that last caller, Jay, your progress moon is in your 10th house of path and purpose, destiny and career. And whenever the moon's up there, it means, okay, I've been climbing a mountain for many years and now I'm at this point where I see where I've come from and see where I've arrived. And now I'm looking out ahead and saying, do I just continue? Do I pivot? Do I end and begin in various parts of your life? This is a time of, of change in terms of my responsibilities, my title, my role. I'm, I'm re, redefining that. And so it's a great time to do that, coupled with the fact that that Saturn is in the opposite point of the chart, which is the fourth house, the house of foundations and roots. And this is a time when you make long-term decisions about your life setting it up for maybe the next seven or more likely 15 years. So decisions you make here in 18, 19, and 20 are not short-term decisions. They are decisions that whereby you're laying in a foundation or making a longer-term commitment that will, over the course of many years, be, when you look back at this time, say, wow, that was a pivotal moment for me. Um, but that also means that this year Saturn is opposite your moon, it's squaring your sun. It'll do that because you've got your sun and moon lined up with each other about every seven or eight years. And every seven or eight years, you might notice you run into a rougher spot. It may just be one or two months and it passes because Saturn keeps moving. But in a year like this one, Saturn came across your sun and moon and sun, backed across your sun and moon and coming back for a third time. So you're getting it for like nine months here, which is when... The moon and the sun are the two most important planets for our vitality, which means it is more compromised this year, and therefore you're more vulnerable. And so you might find more health challenges in a year like this. And you might find it cycling like that about every seven or eight years. And of course, as we get older, it also gets more challenging because <laughs> we have less vitality left to draw upon. Um, so for those various reasons, this is a year to pay more attention uh, and watch your energy levels and take appropriate steps to counteract this if you can. So are you saying I'm at the end of a seven, eight year health challenge cycle? You're, 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 then you're, that you're, would shift. You're, you're, at the, you're in a health challenge cycle this year, which will be lifting sure. by the time we get to the end of December 2019 but you would be hitting low spots in like February and March, again here in June and July, and again in November, December. Um, and it's not that 
it's bad bad but it just means oh i I, you know, I normally have this much reserve and this much capacity and all of a sudden i seem to have less and i need to take measures to maybe get a little extra rest or say no to an extra job and just give my body more time to recuperate and heal than it normally would need okay mm, i guess that that's validating yeah thank you for helping me understand what i've been feeling but then i, I kind of gather by 2020 that's I'm going to kind of get out of this shift a bit. Right. Yes. Focus on yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah. Saturn won't be making these this triple contact to your moon and sun and to your Venus. It's all three of them. Um, so you'll definitely feel um, in a much better way in 2020 from what I can see here. Certainly. Um, yeah. But no, this this is a well, this is this is a challenging year. Um, and you know, but then you get another breather for seven or eight years, then, then they come around again and it depends what else is going on in the chart. Again, part of this is that, um, and again, your moon is backward started back in cancer, uh, and it moved into there in September, 2018 and remains there now well into 2020. And when the moon's in cancer, we're just going through a much more emotional time, we're feeling more of feelings. It's all about security and how we nurture ourselves first and foremost and how well we're doing in meeting the needs of others, but keeping the balance there, getting the help we need, but also help giving the help we must to keep the balance. Um, and the danger mm-hmm. would be this year you might, um, you might not get enough support or help and you might be overdoing and hurting yourself. Got it. Oh, wow. Thanks, Bill. You're really good at what you do. I'm so grateful. I love what I do. Thank you. <laughs> so, well, oh, great, that's great. awesome. Thank you for sharing. Okay, Annie. Great to meet you. Uh, call again. I'll talk to you later. Okay, okay I will. Okay, sure. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay, another caller who's been holding on forever. Sorry. Who's this? It's Bill. Hi, this is Eileen Hi, in I- Miami. Okay. <laughs> I love the way you write, Bill. Oh, thank you. You're just such a poet. Thank you. Oh. You're great. Oh, thank you. So, my birthday, I didn't, you might have it, but oh, yep. um, I never had you do a reading for me, but uh-huh. it's 62851. Yes, I have it, 2.50 a.m. Yeah. Yes. I'm good. Thank okay. You. Yes, I've got you. Okay. So, I'm I'm looking at my, my purpose, my mission, my career, my... I wouldn't call it a career. It's my life, you know, what I do. Uh And because, like, right now I'm looking at the transits, and they're all in the fourth house. And this week all I've wanted to do is stay home. Well, yeah, I mean, in a a rearly kind of way, when you can just follow the sun moving around, and often then Mercury and Venus are around either side of it, it tends to focus us in a sort of topical way with what's going on right now. And we can follow that rhythm and saying, gee, Maybe right now with Venus, the Sun, and Mars actually for you are all marching through that fourth house. Um, that would be a time that you might want to improve the home, stay at home more, have a, invite friends over for a lovely gathering, and be reminded of whatever good experiences one has had with family, roots, or culture, and reconnect to that more deeply. Um, and again, you know, being that by after, of course you are a Cancer, that's your house. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth house is the yeah. house the house of the home, and actually that's where you have the sign of Leo. So you really want to shine in your home. You want to you know express your true self through your home. It should be a real reflection of you and your sensibilities. So people should be able to walk in your house and go, 
oh, this is so totally Eileen's house, <laughs> you know. Uh, they do. You know, they do. And again, it should be a beautiful home because your Venus is in there. I mean, it really, um, you'd want to have a house of great beauty um, in your life. So that would be a very important. It is. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Take care of all of that right but now. What does it have to do with my career, though, up above? Because... In my progress chart, all my planets are in my 10th house now. So well, does that mean that this year is going to be well, the, really well, a gangbuster? Well, what I, what I, when I progress a chart, um, I keep the progress planets within the frame of the natal chart. So for me, your, oh, your okay. progress planets right now, the way I, I will, you know, your progress sun's in Virgo and your progress moon's in Libra, that puts your sun still moving for many, many years to come in your fifth house. But your moon, about 10 months or so ago, progressed into your natal sixth house. So I would say that right now, and it began about 10 months ago, so the end of 18, um, and now for the next several years, your moon there, and that's the key for, for a, a cancer, of course, more than anybody, um, is to make adjustments in terms of how you order your life and your lifestyle you know the the rhythm of the day and of the week and of the month and the year in terms of how much time am i working versus playing and active versus resting and the diet i'm following the exercise i'm getting the question before eileen right now is my life beautiful is it sustainable and what could yeah. i do what could i add or subtract to make for a beautiful life again because around us is chaos constantly we're all looking for peace and of course as it's always been shown to us it's found within and then you can extend it around yourself but it only starts if you start it from within and order your life in a way that's meaningful to you at this point in your life because what is meaningful in your 20s makes no sense in your 60s <laughs> so uh it's that's a it's true. a it's a dynamic thing so this is a time for healing is what your chart says, healing your life. And that could include um, making adjustments in the work I do and the way I work, as well as in my o overall life, how I conduct myself in my life, okay? Well, that that came in 2000, the end of 2017, I had a conversation with me, God, and my, my heart, and I said, I don't wanna do that anymore, this is what I wanna do, and then I started doing that and I started shifting my direction with my work and my my um, expansion to my location when I do shows mm. and everything started changing yeah so yeah. I get what you're saying as far as um, balance yeah. having the balance between everything yeah yeah good and then again so you you, you yeah. put okay yeah no and Saturn Saturn um, all of eight 19 here and all of and into 20 really it's 18 but 19 and 20. Uh, and, and Saturn's in moving through your ninth house. So in terms of where you're facing the opportunities, but the test to keep growing isn't that realm of truth of what I believe and what I know, oh. my relationship to science, philosophy, law, other cultures and teachings. This is a time to be advancing yourself there, uh, you know, okay. working on all that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Sounds great. Okay. Okay. Thank uh, you so much. You're very welcome. I, okay. I'll talk I'll to you later. Listening. Sure. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. Let's find another caller who's been here holding on for a long time. Um, I guess you. Who is this? This is Bill. Can I? Hello? Is somebody there? 
Area code 561. I don't hear anybody. <laughs> okay, I'll put you on mute again and go to the next person. Okay, uh, caller, you're next. This is Bill. Who's there? Hello? Yep, I hear you. Me, Sandra? Yes, I mean you, Sandra. Sandra Jean Boy. <laughs> Sandra. Hi there. Hi, Bill. Hi there. Well, I got to talk to you last I got to talk to you last week, so if you want to talk to somebody else, that's fine. Okay, if you if you don't need to talk, well, you, just, yeah, yeah, you can just log on and listen to the show on the website, and then you wouldn't be showing up in the queue here. But I'm I'm perfectly happy okay, to say yeah. I'm perfectly happy to say hello to you again. That's wonderful. I'm glad you tuned in again. <laughs> and just uh, I'll just put you <laughs> on mute. I'll go to somebody else who's waiting okay. patiently. Okay. Thank you, Sandra. Okay. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Cheers, Bill. Yep, cheers. Bye. Okay, uh, let's put that on there, and let's try this person. Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, this is Preet Paul from Brampton, uh, Canada. Oh, hi there. You can call me Paul, though. Okay. You can uh, call me Paul, though. Call, call, call you Paul? Okay. Yeah. Okay, and, and uh, what, um, what's, my your, question, what's your birth date? What's my August 19, 1987, 8.15 a.m. 8.15 a.m. And what city were you born in? Brampton, Bram in Canada. Brampton, Canada. Okay. So where you're calling from is where you're from. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. All yeah. right. Okay. And yeah. uh, August 1987, you said, correct? Yeah. Okay. So what I have, just to confirm, I've got Leo with a Cancer moon and Virgo rising. Does that sound familiar? All I know is I'm a Leo. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. So I'm telling you, you're, you're a Leo with a Cancer moon, and you've got uh, Virgo as your rising sign. So what's your question for me today, Paul? My my question is, uh, when will I meet my partner? Oh, boy. I'm looking for a highly spiritual partner. Well, you, you have many planets, including Venus and the Sun and Mars, all in that 12th house. So certainly... This path in life is a rather unusual one in terms of what you're seeking for. Uh, it's not a life lived on the surface. It's a very deep life. When it comes to love, you learn to love in a prior life in a very high way with great empathy and great compassion and great capacity for sacrifice, which you must not in this lifetime misunderstand by becoming a sacrifice but maintaining the right approach there. Um, your your tendency with relationship and love in this lifetime may at times draw you to people who you may wish to help or save or rescue. Um, and those relationships are doomed. So what you must do is keep that compassion active and working in good works and helping people in more objective settings. But when it comes to your love or partner in this lifetime, Look for someone who would inspire you, who loves art like you love art or loves spiritual pursuits like you love them, and you can lift one another up is the goal. But you're a very generous person. Yeah. You're a very fortunate person because of your generosity of spirit. Uh, so I have no doubt that at some point in life, you'll... 90 oh, seconds. I'll, don't worry about the time. I'll stay on with you. Let's see what we've got here. Um, this last year would have been quite the year, 2018, as Neptune came into your seventh house in 
uh, caused some illumination, but also some great confusion with regards to questions about relationship and love once again. Um, there was the potential to meet, um, I have a striking experience there, but it wouldn't have been what it appeared to be. 60 seconds. Um, and, and it had to become cleared up as to what was really going on there for you to understand the nature of that relationship. Um, um, I guess what I would say is that the, the, the probably in 2020 will probably be a more fortuitous year because that'll put Jupiter in your seven, fifth house of love and romance, the natural house of Leo. And that can be a more expansive time for you in regard to relationship and love. Um, your progressed moon is right now moving through Leo, but again, that also puts it in your 12th house. So this is a time where you are looking at your past and what has influenced you in terms of your fears and your faith. And you have to eliminate as much as you can those fears uh, so that they don't get in the way of present opportunities in your life. Um, I hope some of that has made some sense to you and, and, and cleared up some things for you here. Um, but let me just, yeah, you have. okay. Let me, let me just, um, while you're on, I'm going to, it's going to cut me off, but it will, you can stay on the line and the show will continue, but it's really, the show's over, uh, as far as blog talk is concerned. But let me just look at all the progressions and transits in your chart right now. Yeah, so 2018, if you came to me in 2018, Paul, things are not what they seem. And you go, what does that mean? I go, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that whatever's going on in relationship, it's a mystery. Um, and it's hopefully clearer this year um, and it has cleared up this year. As I said, Jupiter will get to that fifth house by early 2020. So February onwards might provide more opportunity in regard to love and romantic activities in your life. Um, that's, that's probably the most significant. And certainly um, you're, you're going to be turning over a, a rather moving into a whole new life in the beginning of 2021 when your progressed moon comes into your first house. So that even more speaks to a sort of a, a stepping out into a new role and identity in the world that will be quite a revelation to you. Right now you're given an opportunity to do some really deep soul work because that moon's progressing through your 12th house. It's like you've been, you're looking at the life you've lived really almost since birth and seeing all the things you've come through that made you what you are. And it's about accepting the good and the bad and where I made a mistake, well, that's where I really grew. So it's good. And where I triumphed, well, that's nice. But hey, I knew how to do that now. And so I just see it all as being good. And I overcome my fear and I find my strength and I emerge out of that as a much more whole person in 2021. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really practicing unconditional bliss, unconditional generosity, right. unconditional love right. for, for the entire universe. Well, no, yeah, yeah, you've yeah, got, well, yeah and, that's, and that's something for you because you're Venus in the 12th house, which is the house of compassion, empathy, and your Venus trying Jupiter, your sun trying Jupiter. You might have been told this before in readings, you've got a blessed life, but the fear in your chart, Saturn's in the fourth house, which means there's a fear of insecurity, of, of being hurt again. And that as you, what could happen unbeknownst to yourself is you're drawing close to someone, you're in a relationship, things are going fine. And as it gets more serious, 
when one might think, oh, gee, this is better, part of you gets worried, uh-oh, something's going to go wrong. And then you might take steps that are based on that fear that ends up actually accomplishing the opposite of what you want, pushing the person away because they feel the fear coming out in you. And so you have to work on being secure within yourself, not needing anyone or anything else to be secure, and then you've mastered this fear. Uh, and then you can be in a relationship, and yeah. if it becomes more intimate and more committed, it doesn't raise those fears again. That's the test for you. Okay. Okay? Thank you. You're very welcome. Good to talk to you. And then do call again. Okay, Paul? Okay. Okay, great. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Okay, audience. Well, I, I know if you're all holding on there, but it's time to go for me. It's past three, so over the hour. Maybe I should do hour and a half shows because I never have enough time here. Maybe that's something I'll consider. Maybe in the next, maybe next show or shows to come, I'll make it an hour and a half so there's a little more time to take calls, a little more time for me to talk about the topic and, and such. So, again, I won't be around this coming um, Saturday um, as I'm going to be away, and I will be away the following Saturday as well. So the next show probably for me is going to be on August 24th. Uh, and we'll talk about many things, and including politics and the world. Uh, but I'll look forward to coming back with you then and many more shows in the fall. So all the best to all of you, and may you have a wonderful summer as well. And I'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks. Bye for now.